Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. weekend, and I pray that your day-to-day at work, of those that went to work today, uh, was blessed, Holy Spirit-led, govern, control, and influence. All right, well, I'm uh, still standing in the spirit of expectancy. I'm excited about uh, this year, uh, what the Lord spoke and did for us on last year, coming into this year. I can see the momentum is increasing. One of the graces of God that's upon my life, uh, which is not really talked about that much, is to be able to discern uh, the manipulation of the powers of darkness uh, against us. And really, that's what the prophetic, uh, if you look at the essence of the prophets uh, in the Old Testament, <clears throat> was always challenging and confronting uh, the nation of Israel to go higher, to do better, to recommit, to be dedicated uh, unto the Lord. Uh, Satan is a master manipulator. I want to kind of share today um, our reality in Christ. And one of the reasons I want to do that, it must not just be form and fashion, uh, as I begin to examine uh, my life, uh, examine the lives of those that surround me, my peers in the body of Christ, <clears throat> the Bible said we are not to be ignorant concerning the devices of the devil. And 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 even though the Bible said we are not to be ignorant of it, but so we're, sometimes we're so easily manipulated by them. In order for you and I to establish uh, the victory that's already been given unto us in the earth realm, think about what victory is. Victory, if you think about it, in order to have victory, that means somebody had to lose something. In order to have victory, there had to be an opponent. In order to have victory, there had to be an adversary. But what happens many times when we begin to share and teach on these kinds of things about our opponent, we we go to the extreme many times. What I mean by that, we hear it and we go all the way to the left. You got some of us got to go all the way to the right. Don't want to hear anything about the devil. Uh, don't want to hear anything about demons. When the Bible gave us a command, and the commandment uh, um, in Mark said, these signs shall follow them that believe. They shall cast out devils, speak with new uh, tongues, lay hands on the sick, raise the dead. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. 
these signs shall follow them that believe. Then we have to ask ourselves a question then, do I really believe? You say, well, I believe it's the sign following you. I was talking to uh, uh, one of my spiritual daughters today that's, getting, uh, that's a pastor in Nevis, the island of Nevis, uh, leaving tomorrow morning, going back to Nevis, pastoring there. And uh, I uh, will share some things with her about our discernment in the body at this present time. Uh, we talk about having great services. Then my question with her, what is a great service? What do us pastors call a great service? What do us pastors call a great move of God? We Man, we had a move of God. Oh, the move of God. Also, we a powerful time in the Lord. We said it ourselves in our churches uh, when we had our supernatural encounter meeting in November. Everyone talking about that meeting, powerful meeting. When we had Bishop Hammond here in the month of October, everyone said how powerful meeting it was. Those uh, pastors that was there, Bishop Hammond prophesied in their life and how the word was right on the money for their lives. What is a powerful meeting? God moved. What is a move of God? Now let's 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 uh, let's kind of break this down because I know and you know without a doubt that Jesus conquered Satan. You know, and I know without a doubt, that Jesus disarmed principalities and powers and made a show of them open and triumphant over them in it, in it. You and I know without a doubt, according to the word of God, 1 John 3, 8, part B, for this purpose was the Son of God made manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. That is a fact. That is a reality. I know it and you know it. So when we say we had a great move of God, what is what do we call a move of God? What's the standard of a move of God? If the Bible is going to be our standard, the Bible is going to be our mark. Our Bible is going to be our plumb line. So we have to we have to measure what we quote unquote call a move of God according to the Word of God. Now. From a biblical perspective, what we see as a move of God from the Old New Testament, we see in the book of Acts. The Spirit of God came on the day of Pentecost. Everyone was empowered. 120 was empowered. We saw explosive manifestation of the Holy Spirit. 3,000 was added to the church that day. That's a move of God. And we do know that there is moves of God in different parts of the world. Many of us knew about the uh, the Brownsville Revival in Florida. Salvations was taking place almost every day, if not every day. I never uh, got a chance to go, but for what I uh, uh, was told, salvation was taking place, healings was taking place, deliverances was taking place. It's a sovereign move of God. Then we heard about the uh, the revival in Canada. 
uh, uh, the Toronto Airport Revival. I don't know if that's still going on or not, but I heard a tremendous move of God and uh, discovered that Randy Clark got a chance to meet him last year, a year before last, year before last. That he was the he was the the catalyst of that revival. Now, what's fascinating to me about Randy Clark is this here. God used a Baptist brother, a fundamental, traditional Baptist brother, to in, in, uh, unite a move of God. Why didn't God use a Pentecostal, a charismatic, a full gospel? See, because we probably would try to control, influence the Holy Spirit. And since he was not, he, he, he'd been in services, but he never orchestrated a service. What got him so hungry and thirsty for God, I don't know if any of you all ever heard of uh, John Wimber. John Wimber was another Baptist guy. Another Baptist preacher uh, that didn't believe in the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, some of his members, this is the, the, the story, I, uh, I read it. Uh, some of his members was telling him about this guy in California, about inviting him. He prayed about it, prayed about it, and the Lord told him to invite him Sunday evening service. The guy came, and he really didn't even preach. He gave a testimony about his relationship with the Holy Spirit. And he said, well, we're going to welcome the Holy Spirit. He welcomed the Holy Spirit and got still. According to uh, John Wimber, he was getting a little antsy because the guy was standing about uh, between, I think, five to 15 minutes, just being quiet and still. Nobody was doing anything. Then all of a sudden, some of his members start speaking in tongues. Some of his members start crying and weeping. Some of his members start falling to the floor. To make a long story short, after the meeting was over, he was so angry with God. Here's a move of God, but he was angry with God because he didn't know what a move of God was. He never experienced that before. Because of his fundamental Baptist background, that's emotionalism. And God uh, had this man to come into his church and tear his church up. Then all of a sudden, one of his friends called him, and he called one of his friends. And his friends began to say, well, if you, God told you to invite him, then don't you think you should ask God what was this all about? Then God spoke to him and said, I want you to start he started doing a deep study on the Holy Spirit. 
And then he, the Lord spoke to him and said, I want you to start praying for the sick. He started praying for the sick, and absolutely nothing happened for months. But he prayed for the sick every day, every service. He was he was uh, uh, weary in praying for people because nothing was happening. One day, one of his members uh, asked him to come to his house and pray for uh, their spouse. Out of a pastoral duty, he just went. He'd been praying for hundreds of people, and nobody been, haven't gotten healed. This time, the person got healed. The next service, after he ministered, the Spirit of God broke out in his church. When service was over, his members left church evangelizing. They went on the streets and started evangelizing and laying hands on people. People getting healed. He was the one that kind of started what we call power evangelism. Some of the evangelism that you would see in uh, the church of Bethel in California. Chris Overstreet, those guys. John Women was one of the first ones that started moving in power evangelism. Huge uh, meetings. I mean, uh, people from all over would come. Great signs, wonders, and miracles. Now, this is a Baptist pastor. A Baptist pastor. It's the same thing with deliverance. One of the greatest deliverance ministry in the United States ever, that I, I, from what I read, came through a Baptist pastor out of Chicago, Win Worley. He he accidentally was like thrust into uh, the deliverance ministry, Baptist. Why is God doing it that way? Because you don't you really usually hear that God, excuse me for a minute, that God uh, uh, moved profoundly in signs, wonders, and notable miracles in the average Baptist church. I believe that God is trying to destroy denominationalism. Because it's not about Baptists, it's not about Methodists, it's not about Catholics, it's not about Pentecostals, it's not about Charismatics, it's not about full Gospels, it's about the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. And when that becomes a reality to the church, I believe then we'll be willing to move our, I'm going to say, our titles or denominations. Don't focus on that, but focus on the, the, the kingdom of God. But so all this, these signs, wonders, and miracles start breaking out. And uh, uh, Randy Clark, who God used to uh, start the Toronto Revival. Randy Clark went to one of John Wimber's uh, uh, meetings, another Baptist brother. And here all these signs, wonders, and miracles is breaking. A word of knowledge just strong in his life. Baptist. John Wimmer taught that every born-again believer should be able to flow this way. It's not for the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. 
John Wimber started the Vineyard uh, Churches, if you ever heard of the Vineyard Churches. Uh, they started out of California. So after a meeting, John Wimber, like the average pastor do, when the meeting's over, they turn the back, uh, microphone over to him. So into the midst, they'll slip out of the back, back there because they're tired, weary. They've been pray, um, uh, preaching and ministering to people. So Randy Clark shared the story. He said, uh, I knew what he was going to do, so I slipped out of the back, waited on him. He went through the door, and he, when he went through the door, he opened up the door and said, John. He said he had like a disgusting look on his face because he knew he was tired, and he really didn't want to be talking to nobody. He said, I apologize, but you stated that there that all of us can do what you do. He said, yes, I meant that. This is for the body. God want to use his body. My prayer to God that everybody on this line would really believe this and understand this. That the kingdom of God cannot be advanced only through apostles and prophets and pastors and teachers. The kingdom of God is going to be advanced through his body. Great signs, wonders, and miracles will be made manifest through his body. One of the ministries that I admire, uh, we see this uh, uh, prevalent in the ministry, and that's King Jesus down south Miami. Uh, Apostle Maldonado. My daughters had the privilege of going to their youth mini- uh, uh, conference they had, uh, I think it was December. And she was telling me about the signs, one of the miracles that was uh, um, being made manifest in, in the meeting for the young people. How God was using his son, legs growing out. And, and, and they was having fun doing it. I love it. And that blessed me for my daughters to be exposed to that in a greater uh, way. Even though they've they, they, they seen us prophesy, they've seen us lay hands on people, they see people get healed. Uh, and I mean, but to see the young people flowing. Awesome. Dynamite. This is what God is calling his body to. He's, he's, he's commissioning us. He's challenging us. It's not a coincidence that you have joined me on this broadcast tonight. God is speaking to you. God is challenging you. So Randy Clark was invited to do uh, a, 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 a revival there in the uh, the Toronto Airport Church there. I think he was scheduled for one or two days or something like that, or three days, I don't forget. But he went there and revival broke out. God, the Spirit, he heard the Spirit of God speak to him. He didn't hear the voice of God. But he was prompted by the Spirit of God on the inside of him to do what John, to step out and start laying hands on the sick like John Wimber did in that meeting. He remembered that John Wimber said that this is for the church. This is for the body of Christ. This is not for an elite group of individuals. And he stepped out and the Holy Ghost showed up. I believe uh, if you will step out, the Holy Ghost will show up. But what we want, we want to feel the presence of God before we step out. We want to feel a, a, a shaking before we step out. I believe that God will create, the Holy Spirit will create an opportunity to manifest himself in you and through you if you're willing to step out by faith. The Bible says the kingdom of God has come. For what reason? That the will of God will be done where? On earth as it is in heaven. So there was a tremendous revival that broke out, and and now Randy Clark has a worldwide ministry. 
he's 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 duplicating his experience. He have uh, uh, what you call signs, wonders, and uh, uh, miracle conferences. He have a training in signs and wonders, training in healing. And uh, what I like about him, they take a, there's a, a, a tremendous revival. It's been going on for years in in uh, Brazil. They take a group of they go to Brazil some two and three four times a year. During the summer, they usually take a group of young people, train them, and take them to Brazil and allow them to be a part of that revival over there. You go over there to work. You go over to lay hands on the sick. You go over there to cast out devils. You go over there to do whatever the Spirit of God uh, will lead you to do through your training. Revival, breaking out, signs, wonders, and notable miracles, breaking out. Now, the reason I'm bringing all of this out because the enemy is a uh, Satan is a, a is a master strategist to try to block revival, to try to block a move of God. Ask yourself this question: If Mark is be true, if actually do you believe in the in the Word of God? You're going to tell me yes. Do you believe in the full counsel of God? You're going to tell me yes. Do you believe that the Word of God is inspired by the Holy Ghost? You're going to tell me yes. Now, Mark says uh, 16 that these signs shall follow them. These signs shall follow them that believe. These signs shall follow them that believe. They will, you will not seek the sign. You will not run after a sign, but a sign is going to follow after you. Them that believe. You shall lay hands on the sick. The sick going to recover. You shall cast out demons. Are, are, are you getting this? You shall speak with new tongues. If you drink any deadly things, it's not going to hurt you. If you drink any deadly thing, it is not going to hurt you. So therefore, therefore, ladies and gentlemen, if the word of God being true, it didn't say these signs shall follow the apostle, these signs shall follow the prophet, these signs shall follow the evangelist, these signs shall follow the teacher, these signs shall follow the pastor. No, it said these signs shall follow them that believe. And I believe that we have people that's joined us tonight that is believers. But yet the sign is not following you. The sign is not following you. If the sign is not following you, then I have to ask myself this question, why isn't the sign following me? Well, do the Bible say them that believe? Is it possible because you don't believe? And is it possible you don't believe because you have not been taught? Is it possible you don't believe because uh, you believe that the sign only follows and it, uh, an exclusive elite group of men and women of God in the earth room, which is apostle, prophet, and pastor, and teacher. That's not what the Bible says. These signs shall follow them that believe. So therefore, if this is, this, this is not happening, then evidently, ladies and gentlemen, there is a manipulation by the kingdom of darkness to block us and stop us from allowing the signs to follow us. What is the strategy of Satan against us? Once again, we don't want to focus on Satan we want to focus on what the Word of God said about us. But we are in warfare. What is blocking these signs from following us? What is stopping these signs from following us? It got to be only one thing and one thing only, according to that verse. We don't believe. We don't believe. You say, well, then, preacher, how in the world can you say we don't believe because the sign ain't following? The sign is not following. You don't, you're not following the sign. Jesus said a perverse, a wicked and perverse generation seek out their sign. You're not seeking out their sign. 
You're not waiting on a sign. You already got an assignment. These signs shall follow them that believe. It says you shall lay hands on the sick. Because you believe, that means you're going to get up and you're going to go lay hands on the sick. Because you believe, you're going to get up and you're going to go cast out a devil. If a devil presents itself to you and somebody. Because you're a believer, you'll speak with new tongues. Because you believe, if you're drinking a deadly thing, it's not going to hurt you. It's not going to hurt you. It's not going to hurt you. Speak to your spirit. Nothing shall hurt my spirit. Nothing shall hurt my soul. Nothing shall hurt my mind. Nothing shall hurt my heart. Nothing shall hurt my body. And that's where it really hurts your body, poison. If you're drinking and drinking anything, it should not hurt you. Is the word of God true or not? I believe the word of God is true, and I know you believe the word of God is true. But the problem is you know it's true, but you don't know it's true for you. You believe it's true, it's true, but you just don't believe that it is true for you. You believe it's true for your pastor. You believe it's true for your visiting preacher that comes to your church. You believe it's true for everybody on, 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 on Christian television. But you just don't believe it is true for you. So tonight is a challenge. And may the Lord God provoke your thinking tonight. So you're going to make up your mind, I'm going to believe what the Word of God says about me. And I'm going to let the sign follow me. I'm going to lay hands on the sick. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to go about my business. And the sign is going to come right behind me and manifest the prayer that I prayed over this individual. Now watch this right here. Now one of the strategies I believe, one of the strategies of manipulation against us, the body of Christ, is, I said one of the things, not the thing, is our focus more on Satan and the natural than God and the supernatural or the invisible. His ultimate goal is to get us to focus on the natural circumstances and situation. These signs shall follow them that believe. Now let's look at a, a, a situation in the Bible. Jesus has been the head of the church. He's been our pattern. Jesus was ministering to a group of people one day, and uh, it got late. He sent the disciples off and said, I'll catch up with you. He went to a mountain and began to pray. When he finished praying, he came out of the mountain. There was no boat to catch up with his disciples. These signs shall follow them that believe. So he said, I'll catch up with you. His word went out. There was no boat to catch up with them. What would you have done? Who would average us, the believers today, would have done? We would have waited till the next day. Boat came out, called up with the disciples. I want to apologize to you all. I went and prayed. But there was no boat when I came down. So I had to wait till the morning come till somebody came with their boat 
to loan me their boat or to take me where you guys was. But why didn't Jesus do that? His word was out. I'll catch up with you. There was no boat. So what did he begin to do? He began to walk on the water. He began to walk on the water. See, when you are born again, we're born again of what? Spirit. What created this world? What created water? Spirit. You said, well, I didn't know spirit created uh, water. I thought it was the word of God. The word of God is spirit. John 6, 63, if I'm not mistaken, says, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. They are spirit and they are life. Don't you know that your words are spirit as well? Yours is spirit and life or spirit and death, one of the two. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. You can't see your words and you can't see a spirit. So your words is spirit. Words created the created universe. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Hebrews, uh, I think 11 and 3, said, by faith we understand that the world was framed by the word of God. So things which appear was made out of things which do not appear. Things which appear was made out of things which do not appear. So the invisible created the visible. Your words is uh, spirit. Jesus said, I catch up with you. So therefore, heaven is going to back his word. I watch over my word to perform my word. Jesus, I catch up with you. See, you looking at a preaching. Jesus is the word of God. Your word and my word should be our natural conversation should be spiritual. To the point that you just have a natural conversation, encouraging someone, and boom, manifestation take place. Jesus said, I will catch up with you. The Father is watching over the word that come out of Jesus' mouth to perform the word. There is no boat. Could God create a boat? Absolutely. Could you have spoke, said, boat, come forth, and a boat would create? Absolutely. But he began to walk on the water. The word that created the water. The water is created. The word created it. So every created thing must come subject to its creator. Every created thing must come subject to its creator. Did Satan create anything? Absolutely not. Does Satan have the power to create? Absolutely not. Satan only has the power to manipulate what is already created. He can manipulate the sun. He can manipulate the moon. He can manipulate storms. He can manipulate the sea. He can manipulate trees. He can manipulate the created things of this realm. But he cannot create anything. So therefore, Jesus, the word of God that, that created the water, began to walk on the water because he had dominion over the water. Let us make man in our image and our likeness. Let them have dominion. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the face of the earth. 
Jesus at that present time demonstrated the fulfillment of the commandment that God gave to Adam. The Bible called Jesus the second man Adam. He begins to walk on the water. The water comes subject to him. Because the water knows he created it. He walks on the water. Exercising dominion. Notice he did not fret. Notice he did not go to intercession. Notice he did not pray to the Father. He just started walking on the water. Catching up with his disciples. So his word will not fall to the ground and die. And God is raising us up. We'll come to the place that our words will not fall to the ground and die. Because science is getting ready to start following us like we have never experienced them before. The church is getting ready to experience the supernatural move of the Holy Ghost like we have never experienced before. Why? Because the Spirit of God has been preparing us to believe the Word of God that we preach and what we, that we hear preach. That which we study, that which we read, is no longer reading for information's sake, but it's reading and studying for life's sake. These signs shall follow them that believe. These signs shall follow them that believe. And trust me, the sign does follow everyone that believes. But the problem, we've been believing the wrong thing. We've been believing the wrong thing, and the sign is following us. We've been believing that we are sick, and sickness is following us. We've been believing that we are broke, and broke been following us. We've been believing that we're going to, uh, uh, my spouse is going to divorce me and divorce has followed us. We believe that we will never make it and not make it and has followed us. Are you hearing me? Whatever you believe, that's following you. So stop, change what you've been believing. Start believing that you're up the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. Start believing that you are victorious in every area and facet of your life. Start believing that uh, you are more than a conqueror through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Start believing that you are an overcomer. And watch the sign begin to follow you. Start believing that you are a tithe, payer, and an offering giver. And the will of heaven has been opened up to you. And God has poured you out a blessing that you have room not of to receive. And the sign shall follow you. If you're paying tithes and giving offering, that is. Believe that the sign is following you. My God shall supply all of my need. According to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And the sign shall follow you. Believe that you can do all things. Not some things, all things through Christ which strengthens you. And the sign shall follow you. Talking to someone today, and I think that's one of our major problems. If you take that scripture, I think what we fail at uh, in this area probably more than anything else is I can do all things with Christ with strength as me. We we try to do all things. In ourselves, but not through Christ. That's why it don't work. And the reason I started off 
this broadcast the way I did is because the emphasis is not the water. The emphasis is God. And he walked on the water. Are you getting this? The emphasis is not sickness. The emphasis is your divine health. The emphasis is not poverty, life, and famine. The emphasis is divine wealth in Christ. And see, that's the key, in Christ. I am who I am in Christ. I am who I am by the grace of God. Grace and truth came by way of Jesus Christ, John chapter 1. I am a man of integrity. But you want to know why integrity is not following you? Because you're focusing on the mistakes and the errors that you have made in the past. And as long as you focus on the mistakes and the errors that you made in the past, they're going to continue to follow you. Are you hearing me? Now, somebody's going to take this and run with this, and I need to bring balance to this right here because I, 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 I get this here. <clears throat> I had a conversation with somebody. who said, well, you're always bringing up my past. No, I'm bringing this up to show you a principle. I'm bringing this up to show you a pattern, show you some, so you can be educated and trained by it. Start to bring balance to things. People get take that and run with it. Well, don't, don't, don't mention anything to me. Share with somebody today. Look at what God, think about what you said. Why would God write the mistakes of uh, Adam in the Bible? Is it just to remind him? Why would God write the mistakes uh, of David in the Bible? And he called him a man after God's heart. It show us something. You learn by your mistakes. And you listen to your teachers. Who's pointing things out to you. For you to take that and capitalize on it. And, and see, you got several, two kinds of people. What the Bible talks about. See, we all see. Based on the condition of our hearts. We all see based on what? The condition of our hearts. We all see based on the condition of our hearts. That's why some, one person say the same thing to two different people, and two different people are going to perceive, the, to perceive what is being said articulated differently. The Bible says you rebuke a wise man, and he will become wiser. If you rebuke a fool, he will hate you. So you got two people getting rebuked. See, every answer is in that word. Every answer is in that word. To reveal and expose to me where I'm located. If I get offended, the Bible lets me know when the word of God is not in us, we're easily offended. That's what the scripture says. Proverbs. I believe it's Proverbs. I think it's Proverbs 16, Proverbs something. The word of God is not in me. So I'm easily offended. So to bring balance to this. So when you and I believe erroneously, then the enemy can manipulate us. And you know how we believe erroneously? Because we hear the word and don't do the word, and we become self-deceived. Are you getting this? So we, we, we need to be helped, ladies and gentlemen. So we interpret the, the word of God according to how it's going to benefit us and not interpret the word of God for growth. These signs shall follow us. That believe. Now, going back to the, the enemy. So you got you and I must um, begin to believe what the word of God says, and the sign will follow us. It will follow us. 
We don't we don't we don't lie down and, 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 and meditate on our mistakes. When I meditate on my mistakes, this is how I do it. And this may help somebody. Because I'm always asking God to show me. Never be satisfied with saying using the word I repent. Never be satisfied. I repent. Never be satisfied with saying that. Repentance is not saying I repent. Paul talks about fruit unto repentance. You have not repented if there's no fruit. And I don't know where we get this stuff from. I repent. I repent. I repent. I repent. Means nothing. Because you said you repent, I mean you repented. And we turn around and, and do the same old thing over and over and over and over and over over and over and over, and over, and over. But I repented. But no, you did you never repented the first time. You said, How can you stand there because you keep doing the same thing? You didn't change your mind. We make it so difficult. Make it so difficult. But but I do meditate on 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 uh, uh my errors from this this way. Show me Holy Spirit the root of this thing. How did I do this? Why did I do this thing? Show me the motive of my heart. Show, 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 show me the motive. Because if I can't see the entry level, the entry point, what caused me to believe what I believe for me to act the way I act? Because there's no action without believing. First, a thought comes. You meditate on that thought. You accept that thought as truth, and then you act upon it. That's how it works with everybody. Every human being upon the face of the earth, a thought enters into your mind, that thought you receive as truth, and you act upon it. The moment you receive it, you're going to act. You may not act today or tomorrow, but whatever you have received as truth, it's going to manifest. You're going, it's going, you're going to give birth to it. So why don't you and I accept the word of God as true? That you are healed. Accept it. Accept it as truth. And the sign is going to follow you. The sign is going to follow you. Once you accept that truth, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Accept that as truth. And the sign shall follow you. What's going to follow you? No weapon formed against you going to prosper. Every time somebody tries to rise up against you, it can't come together. It cannot come together. It's not magic. You just made a decision that you believed it. I believe the weapon formed against me can prosper. Then the sign shall follow you. Why don't you and I believe that God has given us, through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy, and nothing shall by enemies hurt us. And the gates of hell cannot shut and will not prevail against us. And the sign shall follow us. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. And the sign shall follow us. But our problem is, uh, the Bible says, once again, I give unto you authority, that's Luke 10, 19, to tread on serpents and scorpions. I give unto you what? Authority. To do what? Tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now watch this right here. Then the enemy challenges that. Then he'll attack you. You say, my God. <clears throat> Lord, I believe the word of God. I believe. But why is this happening? 
No, you didn't believe. Because why are you communicating what's happening? Why, why, why are you talking about an attack? Why don't you talk about the resistance? Why don't you talk about the power of resistance? The power to resist him. He's attacking me, but I resist him because I believe. See, because the moment you believe, your power to believe becomes a weapon of resistance. Your belief, your faith becomes a weapon of resistance. Or you can attack me all you want to. I'm not sick. You can attack me all you want to. And no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. It will not prosper. It didn't say it will not come against you. It will not prosper. Why will not? Because I believe. And the sign power in me. Excuse me one minute, if you will. I had to get me a little swig of water here. My lovely wife wrote that down to me. These signs shall follow them. These signs shall follow them that believe. I believe I am the head and not the tail. I believe I'm more than a conqueror. I believe that 2013 is, is, is my greatest year. I believe um, that I enter into 2013, January, with the new. January served me. We're in February. February is serving me now. I decree and declare March shall serve me. April shall serve me. May shall serve me. June shall serve me. These signs shall follow them that believe. These signs shall follow them that believe. So I decree and declare that Jesus is Lord over January, February, March, April, May, June in my life. In my life. I believe um, that 2013 is the manifestation of my restoration. God has restored the years that the locusts of Kekko and the caterpillar and the plum woman eat them in my life. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Somebody said, well, you know, January wasn't that good for me. These signs shall follow them that believe. Why in the world would you say January wasn't wasn't a good month for you? You're still alive. You still have a job. You still have have your house, but my house is in foreclosure. But you're still in it, right? Yes. But how do you know that God is not working something out that you can't you don't you you can't even comprehend? How do you know that He's not canceling your foreclosure right now? How do you know? Because I got a note. You believe in the note? Or do you believe that God had the power to cancel it? Do you believe that God had the power to go into the computer system and make the adjustment in the computer system and make the adjustment in the filing system? Does God know how to erase your name and erase the file? Jesus walked on water. These signs shall follow them that believe. We did a series, uh, I may be finished with it, uh, 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 called the gathering, the gatherers and the scatterers of God. And in that particular message, we were talking about the children of Israel. God gave them an assignment to go to the promised land and and to uh, uh, spout the land. He sent the leadership. He didn't send nobody. He sent leadership. Because if the leadership don't believe, the leadership the leadership only can take people as far as they believe. Are you understanding that? Not with what they preach, 
The leadership only can take the people as far as they believe, not as far as what they preach, not as far as what they teach, not as far as as what they confess. The leadership can only take people as far as what they believe. So he sent leadership out into the land to spot the land. Every father, husband that is at home, you are the leader. If the man is not there, wife, a mother, you are the leader. We cannot take our families only as far as what we believe. Leaders in our churches, we cannot take people as far as what we believe. These times shall follow us that believe. What is coming out of the mouth of the leadership in the home? What is coming out of the mouth of the leadership of the church? What is coming out of the mouth of the leadership of the business? What's coming out of the mouth? What is the action? What do the action tell you what they believe? What do the action dictate to what they believe, rather? These signs shall follow them that believe. So he said to the 12 spies out, you, you know the story, that 10, 10 came back with an evil report. 10 came back with a negative report. God said in, in, in um, uh, what's that, uh, Samuel, was it Samuel there? Numbers. Numbers 13, uh, oh, chapter 1, verse 2, uh, 13, uh, verse 1 and 2, See, send 12 spies in. See, I have, I'm giving them the land. See, I'm giving them the land. See, I'm giving them the land. They came back and said, we can't take the land. God said, I'm giving you the land. They said, we can't take the land. Well, these signs shall follow them that believe. And so when they came back, God said, I'm giving you the land. They came back and said, we can't take the land. So they became a scatterer. They caused the people to scatter from God. So when they came back and told the congregation, uh, we, we can't take uh, this giants in the land. Uh, uh, they, they're too big to do great. We're like grasshoppers uh, in our eyes, uh, and, and, and we're like grasshoppers in their eyes. Uh, we, we, we can't take the land. And the people begin to weep, and the people begin to cry. And they scattered the people. They scattered the people. The leadership scattered the people. Joshua Cain tried to gather the people. So, so what happened? The sign followed the majority. The ten and the whole congregation began to weep and cry. Joshua Cain said, we are more than able. We are more than able. Come on. God has made them bread to us. Well, of course, because they believe. There was only two that went in 40 years later. With those people, children that died off, that said, God, we cannot take the uh, land. They died. You make a declaration that you're not going to die in your wilderness. You're ready to make it. I will not die. I will not die in my wilderness. I'm entering into Canaan, 2013. I'm entering in. And the wealth of the wicked is being transferred to me. The wealth of which is trans being transferred now to me. Go ahead and speak it, decree, and declare it to be so. And speak, decree, and declare. I cancel all satanic, demonic, flesh, and soulish manipulation against my transfer of the wealth. By the blood of the cross, I call you paralyzed, neutralized, and put to death now in Jesus' mighty name. Every enemy of my transfer of the wealth. Every enemy of my divine connections. I call down the fire of God upon every enemy of my divine connections. Let the vengeance of God be released against every enemy of my divine connections. 
for transferring the wealth in Jesus' mighty name. I speak it, decree, and declare it to be so. And, Father, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus um, that everyone under the sound of my voice, O God, that as they hear this, O God, I pray that the Holy Ghost will leap in their spirit and stir their faith and cause them to believe you in dimensions and ways they never believed before. Let them begin to sound out of their mouth a declaration of a, decree, a declaration of, de, of decree this that 2013 is the year of transferring the wealth. And I don't care what enemy may challenge you. I don't care what enemy may come against you. It's coming against you to get you to believe so the sign can follow you. The enemy trying to get you to believe him so the sign will follow you. The enemy got Eve to believe, and the sign followed her. What was the sign? Death. She believed the devil? Death. And she had to believe God? Life eternally. These signs shall follow you. You're going through hell in your marriage right now? Your spouse cutting up? These signs shall follow them that believe. Don't believe your spouse. Don't believe your spouse at all. You believe God. You believe God. These signs shall follow them that believe. As a leader, you have to confront things. As a leader, you've got to step up and you've got to speak things. As a leader, you've got, to, you've got to let everyone know, I do not agree with your actions. I do not agree with your attitude. I do not agree with your disposition. It is not God. So what's going to happen? These signs shall follow you that believe. Because you don't agree with that, then what you do agree with is going to eventually follow you. Eventually. I have a marriage that is governed by the word of God. I have a spouse that loves the Lord with all of her heart, mind, soul, and strength. And loves her husband and her children as she loves herself. See, that's how you ought to speak. And you've got to believe it. And these signs shall follow. And, and, and I don't care if you've gone through 50 years of hell then you keep on standing on the word of God and let God deal with the situation. And these signs your father don't believe. You got a child on drugs? You got a child that's been acting crazy? These signs your father don't believe. That's rebellious. You don't talk them the word of God and they're rebelling against that word. These signs your father don't believe. You hold on to what God has said about that child. You hold on to the promise of God concerning that child. God said, I will contend against those that contend with your children. These signs shall follow them up believe. Every time you see the devil cutting up, say, I know, I know the contender has been released against you. I know the contender has been released against you. These signs shall follow them that believe. Say, I don't care what you're doing with my child. You cannot kill my child. You cannot destroy my child. I know the contender has been released against you. These signs shall follow them that believe. It's only a matter of time. It may take a year. It may take two years. It may take three years. It may take five years. But that devil got to lose his hold. Brother, God is the contender. You tell me what devil can stand up against God. Tell me. What demon can stand up against God? What principality, power, dominion, ruler can stand up against God? Who created all things. My God, if God, if God is on your side, God is for you. That's what the scripture says. God is for you. Who can be against you? Everybody can be against you, but they cannot prevail. Everybody can be against you, but they will not prevail. So go, go ahead and say, you, you cannot prevail. 
God is with me, and God is for me. These signs shall follow them that believe. These signs shall follow them that believe. This is my season of restoration. This is my season of reconciliation. I speak, decree, and declare my spirit, soul, heart, mind, and my body is reconciled in harmony, favor with the most high God. Speak that, and these signs shall follow them that believe. It's only a matter of time that the sign catch up with you and overtake you. It's only a matter of time that the sign will uh, catch up with you and overtake you. It's only a matter of time that the sign will catch up with you and manifest itself in your life. I was sharing with the, uh, with the people on Sunday. Now, we, 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 are, we are a powerful man of God that has come here uh, uh, several times and spoke this word. First time he came, and I think that, uh, in the last time he came. The cancellation of debts. I know it's difficult for us to believe that. I know it's hard because of over the overwhelming evidence that's against you. You got bills galore. But God has said, I'm canceling debts. From that first time that preacher came until now, I've been speaking that and decreeing that, believing that. My debts is canceled. My debts is canceled. Every last one of them is canceled in the name of Jesus. It's only a matter of time that the sign catch up with me, overtake me, and manifest itself to me. These signs shall follow them that believe. These signs shall follow them that believe. Do, or do you believe that God can cancel your debt? You say, but preacher, you don't know how much debt I got. Did I ask you how much debt you have? Do God know how much debt you have? Isn't he not a, a, a sovereign God? A God is omniscient? All-seeing, all-knowing? Then you're the perfect candidate, baby. You're the perfect candidate. The greater the debt, the greater the miracle. The greater the miracle. I know you're fighting. It's a, it's a, you're fighting in your mind. There's a wrath in your mind. I, I, I really believe that God can do it, but can he do it for me? Then pray this prayer. God, help thou my unbelief. I'm struggling believing. He already know. If you be real with him, he can help you. I'm struggling believing. Help me to believe. And the sign followed the man. His son got uh, delivered. Mark chapter 9. The man with the lunatic son. He said, Jesus, if you can do anything. That sounds just like some of us today. Jesus, if you, if, if, if you can do anything, Jesus, if I can do anything, are you listening to what you're saying? If I can do anything, no, if you can believe. If you can believe, if I can do it, if you can believe, I can do anything that you believe. But the reason I'm like, I can't do nothing right now with your son because you don't believe. Then he said, then help thou my unbelief, and then God helped him. And then his boy got set free. The sign followed him. The sign followed him. How you know the sign followed? Because the son got set free. He struggled believing. He cried out, help thou my unbelief. God helped him. Listen, don't try to act like you're somewhere where you're not. Be real. Get your eyes off of people. Don't try to impress people. If you're struggling, God, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. I need your help, Holy Spirit. I am, I am struggling. I'm struggling to believe. Help me to believe. Cry out in the spirit of the living God. 
will help you to believe, and the sign will follow you. And the sign will follow you. Ladies and gentlemen, my time is up. Wow, this went by a little fast to me uh, tonight. But I pray that the Spirit of God has ministered to you. I pray that he have challenged your thinking, your heart. When you get off of this broadcast tonight, you shake yourself. Go to the mirror, look at you, say, and say, you are a believer and the sign is following you now. You speak to that person that you're looking at in that mirror and say, you are a believer and the sign is following you now. And you have to say it 50 times. You say it 50 times until the Holy Spirit take hold of you and shake you and eradicate and annihilate that doubt and unbelief and that faith in the Lord Jesus Christ will surface. You're a great man of God. You're a great woman of God. This is your due season, your set time. This has been your host, Dr. J. McKiss with the Master Key. Do not forget our last Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday prayer line. Tell your family and friends, be with us. Let's have an explosive move of God. Let's have a powerful move of God on this last uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday prayer line at 530. You can go to our website concerning uh, uh, the uh, previous recordings that we've done. Pray with us. Uh, you take those prayers uh, and you just uh, uh, begin to pray those prayers along. If you don't, if you don't, if you're not proficient in prayer, record them and just let it play in your house and see what the Holy Ghost do. I got some of my members and and, and, and people that's in relationship with me have done that. Uh, some of our prayer times and prayer meetings in the past, uh, they uh, 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 we used to record them and they would take them. I, one of my spiritual daughters told me she was going through something and she just uh, let it blast out of the house. And she said when it uh, when that uh, prayer meeting was over with uh, that we prayed, uh, she said that every devil left. It was like a refreshing in the house. There's a grace, there's an anointing that is upon our voice. And the Lord did this thing to bless his people, to set his free people free. So join us. Go to our website, ejmpcc.com, and uh, you can go back and pray with us, war with us, battle with us. And don't just pray just to pray, but pray because you believe. And then watch the sign follow you. Watch the sign follow you. Well, we love you. Appreciate you. Uh, join us tomorrow, tomorrow at uh, uh, 6 again, and Wednesday at 1 p.m. We teach on in areas of relationship. Uh, Kathy is not with us at this present time. We are regrouping, reorganizing, restructuring. And so um, just keep um, the uh, uh, Block Talk Radio, the Master Key, keep it lifted up in prayer, if you will. Uh, keep me lifted up in prayer. Keep, keep uh, I, I really solicit your prayers uh, because God has done some awesome things, and I don't want, I want to be so sensitive to him, and I don't want to make no mistakes. So I need, I covet your prayers. If, if, if you would do that for me, I pray for you every day. If you do that for me, if you would pray me, keep me uh, shielded and protected and surrounded by prayer. Pray that the angels of the living God will continue to encamp round about me uh, every day, every moment, every hour, and every second. Pray for my spouse. Pray for my children. Because the enemy try to get to me. can't get to me try to get to my wife. can't my wife try to get my children. can't get the children try to get the leadership of the congregation. Not leadership, you try to get the congregation. So pray, let's pray for one another. I pray for you. Let's pray for each other. You don't have to be a member of Panorama. I don't have to be a member of your church. We'll be a member of the body. Let's love one another and pray for the success of each other. Once again, this has been your host, Dr. Jimmy Kids with the Master Key. God bless you, and let the rest of your night be blessed. And I pray that you have a sweet sleep, and your dreams and vision will be induced by the Spirit of the living God. And I cancel all satanic and demonic and fleshly dreams and vision. I, I speak, decree, and declare the enemy will not enter your dream state tonight. I speak it, decree, and declare it to be so. 
But I decree and declare that the Spirit of God will minister to you tonight. He will, you will commune with the Holy Ghost tonight. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Thank you.